it's hysterical history. That's a podcast. I'm Alexis. I'm Haley. And it's happening today. And today it's happening. You're welcome. Today's a weird day. Mm. I'm just going to do little bits and pieces of history, uh, which is different than what I usually do. And I hope you are cool with it. Yeah. It's just kind of like what I feel like doing today. Tidbits. Little 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 bid tits. No. Tid tidbits. Tidbits. Uh, bid tids. <laughs> there we go. Let's just move on. <laughs> uh, including, I just actually saw this a couple uh, hours before. Mm. We're recording. Exciting. But uh, Atlas Obscura had a link to uh, vinegar Valentines. Oh. Which is what the Victorians called it when they wanted to send you something nasty oh. instead of sweet. Like spicy? Uh, or yeah. Or like they don't like you? Yes. Oh, okay. Like they don't like you. I meant spicy, like sexy. No, no. Oh, okay. Um, unless you're really into that. <laughs> uh, but that is not the intent. It's fascinating to me at any point that they're like, it's Valentine's Day. You know what I want to do? Hate on someone. <laughs> Like I'm just gonna show you the, the the graphic. Oh, yeah. Let me let me read this for you. Uh, he's handsome though. This is from like 1870. Okay. So it's in the public domain if you want to like print it out and yeah. send it to people. Do it. That's fine. No I one. would assume pretty much everything from the Victorian era is in the public domain, right? Uh yeah, it's unless so old. unless there's some real weird. Uh, like renewing of copyright. Unless they got some stanky Disney laws over yeah. there in England. Because that's well over 100 years old. Right. Most, uh, most copyright. Is, most of it. Is out. Or should be. Uh, but the the images, there's a woman kind of in the, the background looking surprised. And in the foreground, there's a little snake. A little snake with a top hat. He's cute. He's kind of cute. But here's He's the writing. fancy. Here's the writing. I'm not attracted by your glitter. For, well, I know how very bitter my life would be if I should take you for my spouse. A rattlesnake. Dang. Oh, she dunked. <laughs> on him hard. It's pretty harsh. <laughs> it's pre- pretty bad. This is real rude. Uh, you can just say, I don't like you. <laughs> but that wouldn't rhyme. <laughs> but I want to be extra about it. But I want to rhyme <laughs> when I do it. And uh, yeah. So I mean, I guess if you have like somebody who's really persistent and won't listen to you and is just like being an a-hole. Yeah. But then they're probably the person who gets that and they're like, oh, look, we have inside jokes. Ha ha. And it's like, no, I hate you. Uh, yeah, these were these were often sent anonymously, which kind of uh, oh, ouch! Which is like that's really extra rude. bad. Yeah, I like the rattlesnake as a like a specific. You know who you are. Here's my name. Stop yes. sending me gifts. Yes. Uh, but anonymously, <laughs> so rude. If you just have to guess, it's really mean. Who sent it? It's real bad. Uh, Victorians are vicious. And uh, Alice Obscure says, if this wasn't bruising enough, the recipient paid postage on delivery. Oh, my God. They have to pay for them to be insulted. <laughs> and then so they mean. have to do it. Mm-hmm. 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 See, nowadays, you can get paid to be ins- insulted, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so 
onto my onto the things I actually have notes for. Uh, so first was a follow up of sorts to Tulip Mania. Okay. Uh, we talked about plant crazes, like how Instagram got is like really into pink princess monstera plants. Right. But Victorians love ferns. I mentioned yeah. Victorians love ferns, and I knew there was gold in them hills. <laughs> uh, but I just didn't have the energy to do an hour-long talk about it. Yeah, it's a lot of fern talk. Uh, just talk about how Victorians felt about ferns. Just, mm-hmm. oh, how do they feel about it, though? But don't they feel? Ferns! And my spirit left my body. It's so I'm like, you know, maybe just a tidbit. There's some, like, there's some history that is interesting, but is not worth the length of an episode. Yeah. Um, like how a pet will just kind of get up and leave a room when it hears a bad noise. Mm-hmm. Um, that's... That's how my mojo was, like, my zest for life <laughs> Yeah, just stood up and quietly left the room. I'm like, maybe, maybe ferns. It's like, maybe a fern could be interesting enough for a whole episode, <laughs> but love to see it. Uh, if you've got an interesting enough fern, send it over. You got to have—it has to be the video. You got to show people a fern. Be like, look, this is, a, this is some interesting fern biology. Maybe. We could talk about how— Ah, uh, there's something kind of weird about ferns mm-hmm. in the UK. They're more likely to have weird patterns and mutations okay. and stuff. So maybe they just like really effed them up or something. <laughs> yeah, like secretly <laughs> it's all radioactive or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that might be why it was more of a craze over there than it was in the US or in any of the rest of the Commonwealth. Right, like those are pretty, and we're like, it's just a plant, it's just fern. Yeah, it's just a fern. It's just leaves. Uh, uh, but I'm. It's just one of nature's most violently interesting plants, the fern. But no, I actually couldn't do it. Yeah. But I'm like I mentioned, someone uh, people had died doing it, mm. and we had I had to mention that at least briefly. Right, please, because it's always a little more funny when people die doing their hobby. Yeah. Because it's so optional. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, this hobby? <laughs> really, this one? Actually, now that I mention it, uh, kind of the theme of the entire episode is people who died because of their hobby. Oh, fun. Uh, although, because of is kind of up for... Superfluous. Uh, it's or, like arguable in the second half. Well, we can, well you'll see. Okay. You'll see. Uh, but it, yeah, I just love how it opens you up to uncool, ironic deaths. Right. When it's like, you know what? I really like ferns. And then by the end of the day, you're dead because it's ferns. It's like the people whose hobby it is to like go into the woods and dig up mushrooms and eat them. It's like, <laughs> I mean, that's your fault. Is that, is that someone like a word? Is there a word for that? Mush, mushroom? I'm sure there is. Um, I don't know what it is. I, but like, I think. I heard about it because of um, the mu- Great British Bake Off. Musketeer. Because, <laughs> um, because one of the guys was like, I find mushrooms. You know, it's like he finds mushrooms in the forest <laughs> and then includes them in his bread. You yeah. know? And you're like, I was like, what? You should only you're ever uh, do that if you're with someone who really knows what they're doing. I mean, maybe he does. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but I'm also just like. 
not for not for the uninitiated. I also think mushrooms are gross, so I'm just like, yeah. this is worthless. Just walk in the woods. <laughs> Great, you found wild <laughs> forage that's just it's also gross that you don't need. Good job. Something wanted to eat that, and you took it. And you're gonna put that in front of uh, Paul Hollywood, are you? Mm. And that's you okay? You good feel, luck. You feel good about that? Good luck. You feel good. About that? <laughs> anyway, what was anyway. this hobby with the ferns? How <laughs> so does it kill the <laughs> the fern craze? It takes off uh, because of advancements in fern housing technology. <laughs> yep, uh, which is greenhouse. Uh, yeah, basically, there's something. Um, Kind of like a a warding like containment unit. They don't call it that. Okay. It's basically like an early terrarium. Sure. Uh, so they're able to make better uh, small greenhouses and like you know just care for plants indoors okay. better. Yeah. It also impacts like people start uh, cultivating orchids. Sure. As well. Much more um, interesting. They just can't find those outside, so it's not as. Uh, Pokemon Go E as <laughs> yeah as ferns are sure you can't just like go outside and catch them all yeah if it's orchids in the forest I can't find the orchids <laughs> I gotta find ferns just out in the street and I'll pick up some mushrooms on the way uh, but it lets them just like have controlled environments and it sure. became very like very sexy to have just a little terrarium in your house kind of like people like succulents a lot nowadays sure. yeah uh, but people. Don't really go out hunting for succulents, right? I would say it's they're just cute and uh, like easy to easy, easy. Yeah. So even people who aren't good at plants are like, well, I could probably do this. Yeah, it uh, it astonishes me. I still have parts of my succulent are still alive. <laughs> parts. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't all make it. Yeah. You gotta understand. Well, and like, I don't know how long you've had them. I guess, but. A few years. I was going to say, I'm assuming it's you've had them while, like, we've either gone on vacation for weeks. Oh, yeah. Or that, like, you've been gone to your, your like, grandmother's for weeks. Mm-hmm. And, like, I've never been asked, like, could you water my plants? No. <laughs> so, and I assume you'd ask me. Yeah. So, uh, like, uh, and even some non-succulent plants I have in there are still doing okay. Mm. They don't look the best. Yeah. They've clearly been severely abused. <laughs> Uh, but they're still alive. I'm just slowly torturing them. Yeah, I'm like, maybe once I have a house, I'll get plants. Yeah. But, like, I don't just want to stuff them in my room or, like, have them downstairs. <laughs> It'll just stress me out because uh, they're going to die. Yeah. So the great thing about succulents, I've at one point, like, a couple weeks ago, I'm like, ah, oh, dip, I haven't watered those and. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I haven't even thought about them in months. Yeah. <laughs> so I just pulled aside my curtain and looked at them. And they looked okay. Sure. Uh, the bigger one, you know, like the tips were kind of reddish brown. Mm-hmm. And some of the, um, like, some of the little leaf bits had just shriveled up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the rest of it's just like, uh, just still. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> that sound like, pow. <laughs> <laughs> Just the driest thing you've ever seen, uh, but ferns. Mm-hmm. Um, they they uh, they just managed to get real weird about it. it became a fashionable, sexy, dangerous hobby. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine right now if you mm-hmm. met a guy and he was like, "My hobby <laughs> is that I go into the woods and I try to hunt down 
ferns. No, rare ferns. Rare, sexy, dangerous ferns. I'd be like, what mm. else do you do? <laughs> is, that, is that it? Is that the whole hobby? And he's like, I mean, it's a pretty intensive hobby. Hey. And you're like, he's like, it's exercise. It's research. It's, rug- it's, it's very rugged. It's r- I'm like a, a woodsman. I'm basically the Indiana Jones of plants. <laughs> I'm saving them with my whip. I don't. I don't think you understand. I cosplay as Indiana Jones <laughs> while I do it. Yes. <laughs> There's a fern in a hard to reach place. He just gets out the bullwhip. Oh gosh, it's terrible. Hiya, which hiya <laughs> just ruins it entirely immediately. <laughs> you're like, wow, you're really good at this. <laughs> Not <huh>? again. <laughs> It's the eighth time. I don't think we can know each other. Yeah, yeah, not even be friends. Like, I don't think we should talk. I don't. I don't think this is gonna work. <laughs> um, I'd like yeah. to excuse myself from this date. <laughs> okay. Well, you have fun. I'm gonna go. Okay. Bye bye. I'm. I never should have come out here with you. That was a mistake I on my would, part. I thought it would be funny, but it's just. Uh, it's really brought me down. <laughs> Watching you do this, so true. Enact this kind of depressing caricature of <laughs> happiness. We're really torture this guy. I'm sure people still do this. <laughs> oh yeah. And you know what? I bet it's fun. Fun. You should do whatever you want to do. But the idea uh, that it's dangerous and like sexy, like yeah. if he owns, like it's like he owns a motorcycle. Is, yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> Like, what if this was your midlife crisis? <laughs> what if ferns? I mean, better than some. It's he- like it's cheaper than some. Healthier, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, this is an activity. It's an activity. One one cool thing about it as a historical thing was mm-hmm. that it wasn't just for the rich. Poor people got in on it. Working class people. Could I mean, hey, anybody can out. walk around and look at plants. Anyone can fern. Anyone can just be like, is that ferns for anyone? It's very universal interest. And if, you, and if you're poor, you might even just like have more time mm-hmm. to like. No, check not it out. not as not in the Victorian era. I'm, like, I don't well, think. I'm, I'm assuming they're. I'm assuming poor people who are like unemployed. Oh, like gutter people. Yeah, yeah, they definitely have time to fern. <laughs> not people who like, <laughs> like have to work in the mines for eighteen hours. <laughs> the children pulling the big wheels in the no, dark. No, 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 they don't have time to fern. They barely have time to. Like live right, right. It, they are not it's, having. It's not <laughs> great. What is it? It's just a bad time to be. It's always Alive. bad to be poor. Uh, right. After industrialization, it gets a lot worse. Yeah, really quick. Right, of course, because they're like ah oh, humans, whatever. I mean, My, you know, humans are so. Ex- you know what's great about humans is how expendable they are. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just. Throw them into the cog and it just mm, lubricates. Yikes, with, my dude. With bones. Ah, Victorian Hera. 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 She's here. The Hera. Another thing about the fern craze that I actually love, uh, not uh, ironically, mm-hmm. is that it was it made it socially acceptable for women, especially young women, to get outside and be adventurous. Yay! So that was really, like, fun and cool. And it's, like, science-related. Yeah! STEM ladies getting out there, having fun in the woods. It's, like, STEM-related, but it's botany, so mm-hmm. it's mild enough for to be socially acceptable. Right. Plants are delicate, just like women. And, so. <laughs> yeah, women can go outside and be, like, competitive and sciencey Yay. and have fun. That's very nice. Without strict uh, chaperones like it would if they were inside. Good. Uh, and they just like have a field day with it. They just want to be free. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, but of course, 
See, it's much cuter. Fern time is much cuter <laughs> mm-hmm. when I imagine that it's like cute Victorian lesbians yeah. instead of like some weird dude who's like, isn't my fern hobby cool? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, yes, absolutely. And it's uh, it's really very, depends on who's doing it. <laughs> it's very universal. But of course, of course. And this is so Victorian, but also very uh, typically human. Mm-hmm. It sounds very modern. Is It's... Uh, it's really young women being interested in it mm-hmm. uh, that starts making it seem like a mania uh, for people, right? Uh, like uh, the the mania for it. They don't call it fern mania. It's a uh, teradomania, which is just fern mania with like you know Greek or whatever. Just say fern mania. Yeah, it doesn't sound like anything. Fern. It sounds like a disease. Fern madness. Right. Like just. Uh, but it's immoral to be obsessed with ferns for society. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once young women take an interest in it, well, it's suddenly it's a madness. Uh, Charles Kingsley wrote this uh, oft-repeated, don't even listen to the trucks outside. <laughs> this oft, Listen to this oft-repeated, familiar, eye-rolly uh, thing he wrote in 1855. Please. He says... Your daughters perhaps have been seized with the prevailing teratomania and wrangling over unpronounceable names of species, which seem different in each new fern book they buy. Mm. And yet you cannot deny that they find enjoyment in it and are more active, more cheerful, more self-forgetful over it than they would have been over novels or gossip or crochet and Berlin wall. So it's like... There's oh, aren't they cute? They're just they're so into it and weird. Look, they found an activity that's not the other five things they're allowed to do. <laughs> yeah, which we also look down on because women do it. Yeah, cool, cool. Right? I mean, it's like that always. Like, like everything with yeah. <laughs> I mean, even now, it's like if young women are into it, people are like, "What? Is, what's wrong with it?" Or like, "Why?" I mean, or it was something. cool, but now that and it's like <laughs> now the girls like it. It's like, excessively nerdy and unacceptable. Right. Like, I completely understand, you know, like, why people don't like Twilight, per se. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like a lot of the media that was negative about Twilight was specifically just because a lot of teenage girls liked it. Yeah. And, not and like, you know, some of it was like, this This is problematic for teenage girls to like, potentially. And it's like, maybe. Um, and, and to be honest, right. I, I think part of the reason why uh, the vocal mannerism of saying like mm-hmm. a lot is so demonized is because it originates from young women. Yeah, 100%. And that like that and vocal fry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know where I read this, but just women in general um, are more likely to be creators of new, like, language. Mm-hmm. Um, like slang and stuff. Like slang and, like, yeah, just, like, new yeah. innovations in language. Makes sense. Uh, but, of course, it's usually starts out being seen as, like, childish or, mm-hmm. like, inefficient or not, like, professional. Yeah. Because, you know, women are doing it. Which is, you know, obviously super frustrating. But also just, like, you know, like I say about Twilight, it's just a vampire book. Like, all of them are essentially the same. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, is it obsessive and creepy or whatever? Like, sure. But, like, all of them are. It's not great literature, but it's not the worst literature either. No. Like, I've read it, and it's definitely not the worst thing I've read. So Mm -hmm. I'm just like, eh, who cares? 
But they, it always is like, a, you know, young women are into this and like, what's going to happen? And it's yeah. like, what do you mean what's going to happen? It's dangerous. It's like, what? What if women are into ferns? And specifically young women, right? Because it's like if a whole bunch of young boys were reading this, to- like the Twilight, you know, they'd just be like. Boys are into a thing. Yeah, boys like vampire things. Mm-hmm. Or they'd be like, you know, in the colloquial negative of like, when I was a child, like, it's gay. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, because it's seen as a girl thing, which is still an thing. insult to the women, but also the gays, so stop it. Also the gays. I don't gays think have, anyone really does it anymore. Gays have better taste. But, like, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes. It's okay to like trashy things. It's fine. Like it's I said, okay I like read her. it, and I liked it, and yeah. I watched all the movies. Uh, speaking of trash, uh, mm-hmm. fern motifs get popular in architecture and design, much like pineapples uh, had before them. Because, right. Uh Kind of. What does fern architecture look like? Um, just, just like frond, like details. Okay. Okay. It's. I don't think it's as prevalent, especially in architecture. No, yeah. It's more of a design thing. Sure. Like in books or mm-hmm. you know textiles. Yeah, I can see that. But it's a, a fond symbol of pleasurable pursuits. What's well, cute? You think about the, uh, like small bottles and knickknacks mm-hmm. of a Victorian like curiosity room right. and there might be like little ferns and that there's like um see now i want to replay assassin's creed syndicate and see if i can mm. find ferns yeah um but also like there, there's definitely i can see like you know uh like a young woman or like a middle-aged woman or something like sitting and reading her novels <laughs> um her novels and, and she's her got gossip. like her little fern next to her and yeah. she's like oh, i found this like you know i this is mine. This is like, mine. I, like, you know, not maybe not discovered. It's not the right word. But, like, you know, I found this in, in the wilderness, and I brought it in here, and now we're friends. And I know, like, it, it's species information yeah. and stuff about it. It's really cute. It's very nice. Uh, they Victorians were so into ferns en masse that species became threatened. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of what happened with tulips. Yeah. We talked about that. Uh, and they're so overpicked, some species thought uh, were thought to be extinct until very recently. Oh, wow. And you'll hear about, uh, like, we, we, we found it. It's still growing in the wild. And we have over 100 plants now. Over 100? I'm like, really? You have a, Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Good for you. Good. It became uh, a topic of topic. A topic, people calling mm-hmm. for laws to protect ferns from overpicking, kind of <laughs> like like how people need to preserve game animals yeah. or need a fishing license. All the ferns are going to die. We need to have fern licenses so they're not overpicked. <laughs> so we're not just running around like chickens with our head cut off being like, are they all dead? <laughs> have we killed all of them? Maybe we should check on that. It just... Yeah, it's like, okay. <laughs> like, not that I don't think that plants are important, but. That's so much. Like, you shouldn't pick that many. No, uh, no. But also, we shouldn't need laws for ferns. <laughs> Prote- they, they must be protected. Well, and it's hilarious that they're like, we got to protect these ferns when children are working <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the worst <laughs> conditions humanly possible. It's so, it, it is a radical notion to have human rights for workers yeah. and children. Oh, speaking of um, tulips, though, mm-hmm. um, Ashley in our Discord chat uh, posted a an article 
um, that's Dutch destroy millions of flowers as coronavirus wilt sales. Yeah. They get, it's like all over again, which is hilarious that we did it so recently. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, here we go. Here well, it we, goes. Here we go. Not the mania, but the, you know, yeah. the crash and then the economy bad. All that. All that, all that profit isn't profitable anymore, so mm-hmm. might as well get rid of it. See, in the episode, I was like, I don't think flowers could do this anymore, to, like, to this extreme. Yeah. But uh, definitely virus can. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say that in the episode, but Other factors certainly can. Other things. Uh-huh. Right, because part of what I said was, like, that the market's too international now, so it's got to be something bigger than that. So this counts. <laughs> in inter- yeah. An international worldwide Disaster. pandemic would mm. do it. Yeah, that's it. It would do it. Not just a bunch of flowers or ferns. Or ferns. Can't do it. No fern alone <laughs> can crash the economy. <laughs> uh, but people. are people. So my question is, are people breeding ferns and then hiding them in the woods for people to find? No. If, if you're uh, propagating ferns, you're probably selling them. Sure. Uh, See, you, I'm you'd saying. Have, you'd have to be a very kind-hearted person. No, to, I'm saying yeah. you buy an area of the forest. Oh. And then you plant ferns and then you charge people like make to a little, look for them. make a little safari. Yeah. That'd be a good idea. And then they have to buy the ferns from you still? Yeah. And like so then if they don't, head. you just put them back. Yeah. But then they still get the experience of hunting a fern if they don't, like, really want to do it. That would I think that'd be a really good idea, especially, like, if you had a little urban space. Thanks. I'm going back to the Victorian era, and I'm yeah. going to make some cash. <laughs> like, if you had a little space in London, like, right. the ladies couldn't get out to the park. And you're mm-hmm. like, look, I made a little fern safari. Over here. For your, you know, your wives and your, your daughters. Yeah, like, in a controlled environment. Mm-hmm. So, like, nothing bad. And it has to be controlled because, like, people die doing this and hobby. And still get Ah, uh, people die doing right, what are, it. How do they die? Oh my god, it's from fern idiocy. Okay. So people, there's one species in particular, uh, alpine woodsia, which grows in uh, rocky outcrops. The name is terrible. It's not like great. No. Um, it's not. It's not the best. Oh no. A. Uh, Future curator of the Royal Botanic Garden in Edinburgh, John Sadler, almost killed himself oh. trying to climb a cliff and get a specimen of it. Oh, an accident. Yeah, well, he's trying I to get— I thought he almost, like, committed suicide because he couldn't find a fern he wanted. No, like, he, he's trying to get it, and <laughs> yeah, he almost okay. slips and falls. Gotcha. One uh, botanical Sherpa with the hilariously British name of William Williams— <laughs> Did die trying to get it in 1861. Terrible. They uh, found his body at the foot of a cliff, and they're like, yeah, he was fernin'. (laughs) Yep. Which is so funny, because, like, if if you found that now, if you Mm -hmm. found a guy's body at the bottom of a cliff, you'd be like, number one, did he kill himself? Yeah. Number two, did somebody push him? Number three, was he base jumping? Like, how is he dressed? Right, or he was, like, rock climbing, maybe. Right. Um, Clothes play a big part in, like, what happened to you when you're at the bottom of a cliff. Yeah, you would never say he was probably trying to get the fern (laughs) at the top, (laughs) and he slipped. Dude, come on. (laughs) People reenacting Victorian hobbies would be so mysterious to police investigators. Yeah. Be like, we—I mean, I guess he just fell while hiking— but also, why is he dressed like he's in the Victorian era? Right. Why is he in a, like, waistcoat? 
Whoa. He's got one of those little chain pocket like watches. Giant hat on. What's happening? <laughs> I mean, not on. He fell, so it's like over there, but clearly that's his hat. Clearly it that's, matches his outfit. That's his hat. Like, why wouldn't it be his hat? It has the same color ribbon as his, like, curtails. Yeah. So obviously it's his hat. <laughs> There's like one, like, closeted, like, <laughs> Really into the Victorian era cop who's like new, <laughs> you know, who, like just doesn't want to say anything. He's like looking out for the fern, and so he's like secretly putting like research on the desk. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was about ferns. I can't just say it was ferns because <laughs> they'll literally haze me for months. <laughs> they'll know they're that gonna I... put ferns all over my desk, and they're gonna t- call me the like plant crime investigator, and I can't do it. <laughs> Mr. Fern Dummy, it's going to be terrible for me. They're going to call me Fernalicious, and I hate it. Uh, big girls don't cry. <laughs> He's just crying. Oh. It's like, no. Now I can't invite any of them home anymore because yep. they'll see all my ferns. No. All my, my fern hobby. It's true, though. When, you're, when something you're really into and you know a lot about gets brought up casually, it's so hard to be like... <laughs> control yourself sweats intensely because you're like you want to make sure people are correct uh-huh. uh, but also you don't want to be like you don't want to well actually them because then you're a, a jerk mm-hmm. but also you don't want to say too much because then they're like just just another uh miss jane myers plummeted 170 feet to her death while gathering oh, ferns no it's very sad i ex- i expect men to do stupid things yeah. and die it's sadder when it's women. <laughs> it's women's like, oh, pour one out for the firm, man. It's sad. Sadness. Well, that's about as much fern as I can stand. That's fair. That, that feels like a good amount that of was, yeah, fern. That's plenty of fern. Completely respectable amount of fern. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's talk about more dead people. Sweet. Um, a lot of... This comes from Stacy Conrad at Mental Floss. Uh, right. Smithsonian had a couple really good articles. Sweet. Uh, but we're we're talking about the curse. Oh, the curse of the pharaohs. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. For some reason, my brain d- did the spelling wrong, and mm-hmm. so then it was like F A R R O W, and I was like pharaohs, and then I was like, are they birds? Like so sparrows? Like. like- like, are you saying crows wrong? What's happening? And then no. it was like, no, it's freaking, you know the word pharaohs. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> Is that I think it's King Tut. King <laughs> Tut thing. I think it's because it was plural. Mm-hmm. And that was why my brain was like, what? Yeah. Because you only ever hear pharaoh. Toot on Kamun or Toot and Common or King Tut if you're nasty. <laughs> if you're nasty. If you're nasty. Did you watch that show about him, that, like, cartoon? I, where that girl, like, opened his, like, tomb, and he wakes up, and then they just, like, hang out and no. friends. <laughs> what? It's great. <laughs> it's a great idea because he was, like, 19 when he died. Yeah, he's he still was young. a kid. I mean, in that, he's, like, 10. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's, like, 12 or something, so it'd be weird if he was 19. Which is weird because that's about <laughs> how old he was when he yeah, became when he started. King, but you know it's a cartoon. So, and also he's a mummy that's <laughs> yeah, awake and alive. I mean, I don't know why we're quibbling about the age. <laughs> uh, like that's the problem like, factor. That's what's unrealistic. <laughs> he's alive, so but he died earlier. Yeah, I don't know. But then it's like kind of cute because it's like give him a childhood. Yeah, so get one. And just be like normal. Have fun by our modern conception of what normal would be like. Right. Uh, childhood doesn't exist in back in the day. 
Yeah, normal is different mm-hmm. for different people. Anyway, what about Tup? What's uh, he doing? He's dead. I mean, yeah. He's, like, super dead. <laughs> I mean, I should say, what are people doing with him? Yeah, what are people doing with his remains? Oh, no. Uh, so I wanted to do this uh, for a while because I thought just talking about, like, the stupid uh, excavation silliness and what people thought about mm-hmm. that would be kind of fun for its own episode. Agreed. Uh, and then, like, his actual life could be more of a full episode right? if we want to do that. Uh, but I've also been watching a lot of videos on YouTube that are, like, get X profession to talk about mm-hmm. um, the depiction of their profession in media. Like on TV, yeah. Uh, and archaeology is <laughs> prob- one of the most maligned professions. Oh, of course. There is. Yeah. Uh, like that and anthropology, kind of the two combined, are it's just the worst. Yeah. There, there isn't even anything approaching realistic. Most of, I can't think of any good ones off the top of my head. No. I mean, I think because a lot of people are like, well, the realistic part is like boring. Yeah. And it's, it's like, really boring. It is boring. <laughs> it's super boring. But like. You can still make that fun. One of the the lady they had doing it, they were watching a Indiana Jones clip, and she's like, that, <laughs> yeah. "That's how we think we look, but we don't. No, we we wish we looked all like all of that. us want to be Indiana Jones. <laughs> we all uh, want to be, uh, but she's like, there's a sad lack of bull whips in yeah, yeah. Uh, actual archaeology, right? Uh, but she mentioned that uh, booby traps aren't that common." Uh, just because they're a lot of work. Shocker. Uh, Because ancient people had a better way of getting people to stay out of their tombs, and that was with curses. Sweet. Just be like, don't go in there. Something bad will happen. It's cursed. Is more efficient than putting a giant boulder on top of a ramp and waiting for you to step on the wrong rock or something. That's outrageous. My my favorite thing um, from... Parks and Rec mm-hmm. is when the Native American guy like is like I love telling white people things are cursed. <laughs> yeah. They'll do whatever you want, anything. You just it's like just say there's a Native American curse and they'll do it. <laughs> they'll do it, and it's like it's true. Yeah, you ever think about the entire United States is on top of an ancient Native American burial ground? Mm-hmm. The whole thing cursed, cursed, entire country cursed, very cursed, and it's obvious. I mean. <laughs> In a sense. Everyone else can tell. The entire Western Hemisphere. Cursed. Cursed. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Really, the whole world is the cursed. The whole thing is an ancient burial it's ground. all bad. Dead people are so vindictive. <laughs> <laughs> they're all mad. In the media. They had their time, and they're mad or they don't get anymore. In real life, they're just dead. <laughs> they just, they're just, they're just atoms now. Which is why when people were saying we were being mean, I'm like, dead people can fight me. I don't care. Well, tell, guess what? They won't. Tell them to email us about yeah. it. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> Uh, one of my this this we haven't even gotten into the actual topic. Yeah. Uh, but one of my favorite bad depictions of archaeology is in Suicide Squad. Hmm. Uh, the character that becomes the big bad, the Enchantress. Yes. It has a little clip of her finding the like Enchantress's like magic item. Hmm. Uh, and she's just, like, by herself. She, like, falls into a hole. Uh, she sees an artifact out in the open. She reaches out and just snaps it in half. Yeah. Like, the first thing she does. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. 
Like, really? You're a professional? Yeah. Right. It's If you were just a random, would be you, like, sure. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Or if it was, like, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Before we had, like, like the she's, right way to do it. She's actually just a Victorian-era grave robber who's mm-hmm. pretending to be an academic. But, yeah, that's classic. Just, like, reach out, just, like, tunk, snaps the head right off. Ooh, I'm an archaeologist. No, you're not. And you deserve to be possessed. <laughs> you deserve this. This is what you deserve. Anyway, <laughs> so King Tut expedition, mm-hmm. uh, tomb raid, I don't know what we call it exactly. But, anyway, the crew that discovered it are were famously um, thought to be under a curse from having done so. It was really uh, popularized through the media, Mm -hmm. especially media just, like, loved it. Media loves curses. It's not really a connection uh, apart from them both being British, I guess, but it's both, like, British people going out into the wilderness and dying from stupid hobbies. Yeah. Uh, So late 1922... Almost uh, exactly a hundred years ago. Oh, happy expect birthday. a lot of Tut news to get big again in like a couple of years. Right. Uh, Howard Carter is the guy who's running the dig. So British. I know. Um, he's an Egyptologist and British grave robber, and he's having a bad year. I'm sorry. I have to just let everybody know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate Egyptologists. Yeah. Like as a general. It's like a profession. Like, not individually, mm-hmm. unless they'd say something stupid. And I'm like, that individual <laughs> one specifically, too. Yeah. But just there's something about them that's so possessive. It's it's kind of a—it's too—it's so specific. Yeah. You almost can't not be fetishistic. Yes. You know? It's very possessive and, like, invasive mm-hmm. of a culture. And it does feel like— in a lot of ways, they're like, it's mine. And it's like, it probably isn't. Because every Egyptologist I've ever seen is very clearly, like, Anglo-Saxon white. <laughs> right. Well, where are the brown Egyptologists? Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're out I'm there. I'm sure they exist. I'm sure they're out there. You never, they're never the ones given, like, They're TV never on the interviews. History Channel yeah. or, like, whatever. Never, no. like, out there being the face of their profession. Right. So I'm just like, uh... <laughs> and that, like, original uh, Egyptologists are so actually invasive like, and destroying <laughs> things. The the original, like, Orientalism mm-hmm. kind of yeah. crowd. Right. Yeah, those ones. But, like, in other places, they couldn't just bust in there and, like, ruin people's stuff as much. Yeah. Because, like, other people wouldn't let them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we talked about those tombs in China that, like, no one's been in mm-hmm. at all for, like— Hundreds of years. Yeah. And it's like, because the Chinese won't let you. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, that's ours. Don't go in there. Right. Like, there isn't Chinologists. Right. Although they don't call them that. Definitely people who specialize in Chinese history. Mm-hmm. But there's something about Egypt. Yeah. Something about it. And that's not me saying that the Egyptians aren't protecting their stuff. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure they're trying. <laughs> but it's harder when it's in the middle of nowhere now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, what did they do? (laughs) Boy, what'd they do? After my rant, I don't like them. (laughs) Just want you to know my bias. He's uh, he's having a bad year, Carter. Good. He um, (laughs) 
He it's like November. It's really late in the year. He uh-huh. he telegrams his sugar daddy that's financing his trip. <laughs> yeah, uh, and tells him that it's it's like it sucks down here. I haven't found anything. Can I please have more money, Mister mm-hmm. Daddy? I'll send you a really cute picture. Uh, so Lord Carnarvon uh, is the sugar daddy. Uh, Lord Carnivore. Yeah, Lord Carnivore. Yeah. Uh, he shoots back one of those ultimatums that they always do in sports movies. He kind oh. of, uh, remember the Titans? Yeah. Howard Carter? <laughs> like, I'm giving you one last season. <laughs> if, if you don't pull one, if you don't pull out a win, you are canceled. You're off the team. Your career You're is over. benched. <laughs> you are benched forever. Until your contract runs out. <laughs> And then you're gone. Your money, your career, it's all over. <laughs> you get one last chance, and it's got to be perfect. So uh, he wires him a little bit more money, and mm-hmm. Carter goes back. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so he's like, you got to do one one chance. You got one chance to pull out a win. One opportunity. So Carter goes back to uh, a dig site he had scouted previously, and mm-hmm. he's like, there's probably nothing here, but maybe we'll poke around some more. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the, like, how much you know about King Tut and, like, his whole deal. I knew a decent amount when I was a child. I know nothing now. Okay. <laughs> uh, so the the story goes that a young Egyptian uh, water boy at the dig site, played, mm-hmm. played by young Egyptian Adam Sandler, <laughs> uh, finds an opening to the tomb when he accidentally trips over, like, one of the stones at the okay. entrance when he's, like— out carrying that water. That sounds around. real. Like really real. How heavy of those stones got to be? And you tripped over it and moved one of them. So right. I, I don't know. Something about it. A tiny boy with water doesn't seem right. Yeah. It seems like just a good story, but I don't. I don't actually. Speaking of remember the Titans, that sounds like you need like a linebacker to run at it and like bust it open. <laughs> Not a tiny water Boom. boy. So uh, so that's the entrance to the tomb. They don't know that yet. They dig out the entrance. They finally get inside. There's a set of stairs that go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Carter recognizes there's royal, like, royal cartouche on the walls, which means there's something to do with royalty. Uh, so he, he go. He doesn't know exactly what's in there, but he knows yeah. it's, it's probably something really cool. So he seals it up again, covers up the tomb to hide it from non-British tomb robbers, and goes back to Cairo. <laughs> Non-British tomb robbers. <laughs> I mean, you guys, yep. this is for the professionals, yeah. the white professionals. Mm-hmm. You can't have other people going in there getting stuff. I just appreciate that you didn't say tomb ro- robbers, like non-British ones. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think he would uh, be any happier if a white person yeah. stole the win. But, oh, definitely not. Um but yeah, there, most, there's none to be found. Yeah, when articles about it, they're like, he hid it from, like, uh, grave robbers. I'm like, excuse me? What's he doing? What's he doing, though? Right, because there's, you know, there's the question of, like, when is it grave robbing versus when is it archaeology? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have a huge problem with it if it's not your stuff. And, like, what you do with it afterwards. Yeah. Because now there are so many rules and expectations on mm-hmm. the profession. You can't just go somewhere, dig stuff up, and take the stuff with you. Right. If you're not in—especially if you're not in your own country. Right. Nowadays, there's a lot of regulations mm-hmm. and, like, making sure that you're doing it correctly and that— it and, like, most of the stuff they're getting isn't, like—not that this stuff was, like, newer stuff, mm-hmm. obviously, but, like— 
it's like we're digging out just like a piece of land and we're yeah. finding like pieces of pottery. It's not like we're breaking into beautiful tombs that and then going to just be like, this is mine. <laughs> like pristine, never opened 3,000 year old yeah. tomb. Uh, and we're going to. You're clearly not wanted. There's like 5,000 items that they take. It oh takes my them. Gosh. Decades, like actually a decade to uh, archive and catalog everything. Yeah. And the thing is, like, a lot, I think a lot, maybe even most or all of it is now in museums in Cairo. Uh, But it definitely was not at the time. Right. That stuff all went right back to England. It always does. Uh, Which is. It's amazing (laughs) that it's in Cairo now. I know. I'm like, oh, it's in Cairo. Good for them. Incredible. Wow. Hmm. Uh, And, you know, every now and then it goes on. For them to have their own history. Shocking. Goes on like a world tour. Right. Yeah. Like 80 years or something. But. Right. Because that's. um, It's not him. Um. But like that's that's the thing in uh, Night at the Museum, right? Is mm-hmm. that he's like on a tour? Yeah. And then he wakes up, and then he's <laughs> Rami Malik, <laughs> and then he's Rami Malik, and he's <laughs> and then he's the most accurate Egyptian, like <laughs> as far as race is concerned, Rendition. that's ever existed. Yeah. Even though he's playing a made up person, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like weird, weird. But nailed it. Yeah. Never really <laughs> use Egyptians for ancient Egyptians. For Egyptians, <laughs> and they also don't later because then they have Hank Azaria do it. Right. <laughs> like, mm, oh. Oh. Makes me uncomfortable <laughs> when you did it. So good earlier. Hmm. You guys haven't watched Night at the Museum recently. Do it. Like surprisingly good. Yeah, they made me cry. The first two are very good. <laughs> you will cry though because Robin Williams is in it, and it was nice Teddy, like one of his last roles. Mm-hmm. And his role in that movie is him saying goodbye. Yeah, it's like rough, buddy. Right at the camera, and yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. I wasn't ready for this emotionally. <laughs> I Oh, no. This is a personal attack on my feelings, and I hate it. I just came out to have a good time, and <laughs> I was here to laugh and goof, and now I'm crying. <laughs> now Robin Williams is using his, like, dad voice to be like, it's okay. Right. Like, and he's playing, oh, like, oh my God. one of America's main dads, and I, <laughs> yeah. I'm sad about it. In, like, a really wholesome way. It's very cute. Yes. Uh, so, back to Egypt. Mm-hmm. He seals up the tomb and goes back to Cairo to tell Lord Daddy that he pulled off a win for him. Mm-hmm. And this must have been so frustrating because uh, uh, Carnivon orders him to wait until he gets there to open it, oh. which takes like two weeks. Great. Uh, and I can't even imagine mm-hmm. like uh, sitting on a new anything to open like a, a basically the biggest discovery of your profession's history. Right. Uh, and you have to wait for half a month mm-hmm. for your financer to come down yeah. to see it. Uh, as much as, like, we're uh, just dragging this guy, how frustrating must no, that totally. have, would that have been? But then all I can think about is, like, what if ancient Egyptians, like, were right about their religion and now you just, like, effed up his burial? Like, cool. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Although, on the other hand, if you haven't gotten to the good afterlife after 3,000 years, it's true. you might not be making it. Yeah. Well, I just mean, like, what if it messes it up if you're not, mm-hmm. like, your grave is desecrated or whatever? Right. Hmm. Mm. And then they just send you to the bad. Or, like— Or you're in weird limbo. <laughs> like, someone breaks into it and you've already made it to the good side. 
Mm-hmm. And then they just, like, yank you out. They're like, well, they broke the seal, so. Yeah, so now you can't be here anymore. You can't be here. And they're like, sorry, I don't make up the rules. You and it's like, you're a god. I don't, can't you? Even more sad because he was buried with uh, two of his daughters, mm-hmm. which is very sad. And they weren't, like, full-grown, you know, well, of course. sacrificed for the cause. They were, uh... Like basically both stillborn. Oh yeah, which is very sad. People are like, oh my gosh, there's like infant sacrifices. Like no, those are his kids. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> They're his kids. He's 19, but he's got two right. Kids. I'm like, he can't have full grown kids if he's 19. Like even if he has kids as early as possible, it's still like they're gonna be like nine. <laughs> yeah, maximum. <laughs> Not like super. No. Uh, so they open it. I told you it's been closed for like 3,000 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff in it. There's like chariots and, you know, two yeah. small human girls and, you know, a whole bunch of money and mm-hmm. jewelry. Um, and the sarcophagus, the most famous part, which is in multiple layers. Uh, the most famous one, the one with, like, the face that everyone recognizes, is made out of solid gold. It's real purdy. Uh, the mask part of it alone is, like, 22 pounds of I gold. Bet. Yeah, it's, and it's huge. It's it's huge. It fits a human body in it. Mm-hmm. And the discovery marks the beginning of the modern era of Egyptology, which Alexis hates <gasps> so much. And I want to say there's no curses on this tomb. None of the writing on the wall okay. has any warnings or anything. Right. Curses are mo- a lot more common in the Old Kingdom, mm, yeah. uh, which his is not. Yes. When we say Old Kingdom, we're talking like the way back. Like way back, like the step pyramid right. age or just like just like a mound of stone in the mm, desert. Yeah. Like really old. Right. Uh, and like sometimes you'll find like earlier or sorry, later once, but his isn't one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the first death, the canary in the coal mine, mm-hmm. is an actual canary. Oh, uh, there's a couple of versions of this story, and I'm not sure why they're different. Right. Uh, <clears throat> one of them is that Carter sends a messenger who gets to his house, and the messenger hears a quote faint, almost human cry. Before he gets in and sees that uh, a birdcage has a cobra inside of it. Oh. And the cobra has eaten the bird. Bye. Uh, The other version is that the canary belonged to James Henry uh, Breasted, another Egyptologist who owned the bird. So, like, Mm. either the bird is someone else's, like a friend of his, or Carter's. Right. I'm not sure. Most of them seem to think that it's Carter's canary. Sure. Uh, but also that happens when you just have, like, a main character. That's like, well, it's probably his bird. And it's like, right. okay. I, mean, I don't know. Sure. Is, is it? I've uh, been in some tombs in Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. and uh, they always have snakes. <laughs> I've been in some tombs. Mm-hmm. I usually just throw torches at them. Yeah. They hate fire. They hate. They burn up. They hate Real quick. They're like paper. <laughs> like angry paper. Angry paper. <laughs> They're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Annoying. So, and even James Henry, uh, who is another Egyptologist, he he doesn't die. They're stupid British names. They're so terrible. Uh, but he does die in 1935 immediately after another trip to Egypt. Yeah. So he's, he's on, like, another curse plan. So Canary gets eaten by a cobra, and apparently that's kind of curse-worthy because cobras are a symbol of uh, Egyptian monarchy. 
Sure. That's why they have, they have the little cobra snakes mm-hmm. on their headdresses. And, and it's like they've got the, like, um, I don't know what this is called on the snake. Like the hood? The hood, yeah. And then they've got their big, like, hoods that they wear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very fashion conscious. Uh, so, yeah, so apparently King Tut was awakened. He went, so the bird has chosen death. And he went mm-hmm. right for the bird, the most important part of the excavation. Uh, the thing that everyone really cared about the was bird. the first to go. Yeah, And the New York Times even had a, an article on the canary's death <laughs> in December 1922. Slow day. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> slow. Mm, what do we talk about? Slow news day. Slow day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you hear about this canary? Yeah. Yikes. Got eaten, I guess. Wow. Uh, I've read, by the way, that Carter himself is maybe part of the reason why these rumors were so... Uh, just fervent right out the gate right. that he might have been one of the people spreading these yeah. so that people wouldn't show up Fair. and interfere with his stuff. And also makes him more popular. Yeah, it makes like the news so much more interesting. Dual purpose. And exciting. Yeah. Uh, it has like that wow factor. <laughs> The piss-a-dang factor. And then maybe four months later, Lord Carnivan's sugar daddy dies. Bye. And then it's like, oh, 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 glad I'm already famous. Mm. I don't need your money anymore. Uh, he dies of infection probably. Oh, uh, sure. He has a mosquito bite on his cheek, mm-hmm. and uh, he, like, slashes it a bit while he's shaving oh. and gets, uh, like, an infection from it, gross. <laughs> that leads right because I've heard people. I've heard about curse and them dying from mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. It's like I guess from mosquito. No, it's from uh, improper care of your wound. Yeah, because like I'm sure you, every, when they say mosquito, it's like they, they gave you malaria or something. Yeah, and it, and it's like no, he just cut his stupid face open not, like he, an idiot. He died within days of blood poisoning. <laughs> Which is, like, so much. Oh, imagine. Oh, my gosh. Like, really? Right. I, you, I, didn't, I, you didn't have, like, a Band-Aid? And I, like, also just, like, I'm assuming it's an infection from his, like, razor that's probably never been cleaned or something. I don't you know, know. Or does he just get a lot of gunk in there? Yeah. But I'm like, I've had mosquito bites that I've picked, and they bled, and I didn't do anything, and I was fine. So <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? Uh, he had a really poor constitution and was prone oh. to infection even before. Yeah. Uh, like, he was in a near-fatal car accident, mm-hmm. um, like, a couple years prior to that. He had and he got of, an infection from it. A lot, no, of, a lot of lung infections. Like, yeah. he probably wasn't doing good even before he right. went. His body's looking for any way out. He has a sickly, nasty body. Body, <laughs> which is so um, refreshing in a way, because it's always like Victorian women are so delicate, <laughs> and it's like, what about this guy? And it's like not quite Victorian area. This is the 1920s, sure. Uh, but I mean, always women are so delicate. But he was like born in the Victorian era. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure because he's you know older. Yeah, and now he's yeah a, a sad old dead man. Just nicked himself and died immediately. Imagine dying because you were shaving. <laughs> Can you imagine? Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> he Sweeney Todded himself. <laughs> but on his face instead of his throat. He missed. He couldn't even do the cut right. And then I missed. <laughs> and then I missed. Legend has it that when he dies, all the lights in his house mysteriously go out. Which Who is cares? A, which is a f- <laughs> fun little great fake thing, which yeah. definitely didn't happen. This is super fake sounding. Show me proof. Did you take a video? <laughs> who was do you, who was there? Hmm. Hmm? Who said that? The canary? Yeah. 
what? Uh, it, it doesn't. <laughs> the ghost canary. <laughs> the ghost canary. Pretty, pretty canary. See, if, all, if people be, be getting ghost time, I'm like, I want animal ghosts. Where's the canary? Do you know how many bug ghosts there would be? Ugh. What a nightmare. What if there were ghosts of all the bugs you'd killed in your house? Oh, my. It just, like, all bugs forever? Yeah. It's just every room is filled to the brim with bugs. See, that posits an interesting idea because insects have been around for a really long time. So then you have uh, prehistoric insects, like the size of cats. Right. Just wandering around in ghost form. Why aren't there dinosaur ghosts? Explain. (laughs) Uh, ghosts <laughs> have you have to be have to have a consciousness. That's that's my theory. Mm. Or they're not real. Or <laughs> it's all made up, just like Egypt. No, what? I'm kidding. <laughs> Egypt's not real. It's fake. <laughs> the greatest hoax of all time. <laughs> Egypt. Sorry, Egypt. I, uh, yeah, we love you. <laughs> Uh, we just don't like Egyptologists. Um, Although, what a great ploy to just keep white people out of your country. <laughs> it's not real. Don't come don't, here. Don't come here. <laughs> it's not. Just go No, home. that's going to get them to come. They're going to be like, it's Atlantis. It's secret. <laughs> secret. Shut up. Secret. They're like, yeah, Atlantis is right over there. Se- if you just dive down and breathe real deep, <laughs> you'll get there. Go to the bottom of the Mediterranean. <laughs> you got to stay there for a real long time. And just take a deep breath. I promise you can breathe that water. It's magical Atlantis water. It's magic water. Uh, so just a couple weeks before... Mm-hmm. Uh, Lord Carnivore died. Yeah. A famous novelist at the time, Marie Corelli. Okay. Speaking of Corelli. Corelli. The Bob Butter of Kings. <laughs> Sweetie dog. Not quite. Uh, sent in a really provocative uh, letter to one of, like, some newspaper. Oh. About how dire punishment was coming to all the, the tomb people. Oh. So it's... it's the tomb people. The, the tomb people. Intruders. I'm not fond of these tomb people. <laughs> so it's super dramatic, and then a couple weeks later, someone dies. Sweet. So it's, it's really dramatic and cool. And then people are like, oh my gosh, did you read this article? And then she's like, yes. Yes, buy my book. I'm making so much money. I'm going to be so rich. And yes. I'm like, my new book is going to have curse in the title, and it's not going to be about this at all. <laughs> Hell yeah. That SEO optimization <laughs> <laughs> before search yeah, engines. It's so true. <laughs> the search engines are just librarians. They're just like, what else has she done? And they're like, well, she has this new curse book. Yeah. Yes, yeah. curses. Oh, yes. I want to know all about it. Um, speaking of that, I'm going to skip ahead to another death. Okay. Because uh, an American Egyptologist, Aaron Ember, had connections with many people involved in the dig. Okay. Uh, including Lord uh, Carnarvon. He died in 1926 in a house fire in Baltimore. Oh. He might have survived, uh, but he went back into the fire to save his manuscript, the Egypt- <sighs> Egyptian Book of the Dead. And what could be more embarrassing when your last name is Ember? <laughs> yeah. And that, like, I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, so I guess oh, him. Like one, how did this fire start? Is it your uh, fault? I'm not sure. Two, you should have a second copy <laughs> with somebody who's. You idiot. Who's not in your house. Right. Three, what? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if it's your, it's like his life's work or whatever, worth like potentially dying about going to your house in a fire, mm-hmm. um, just get like a safety deposit box and put it in the bank. Right. Or like another, you just gotta, you gotta have copies, dude. His, uh, his wife went back in and got the baby, I guess. But she was okay. Uh, yeah, I think she was fine. Well, good. Otherwise, they would be like the whole family. Died. Although I judge you for have to go back in. To get <laughs> you the baby. like you had to go back. Maybe she just like I have to get the baby. You get the manuscript, and then he immediately burst into flame. <laughs> what an idiot! Uh, uh, right? Because I'm like <laughs> I just you know I know what is this like the twenties. Uh yeah, twenty six. Okay, twenty six. Because I'm going to say, even in the twenties, as a parent, you should the first thing when your house on fire, you should be like, I have a baby, I have to get. <laughs> At any time, yeah, you should be You'd maybe hope. the baby first, first, first. Because there's always that thing, or there's that question of like, if your house is on fire, what three items would you get? And she's like, baby, and he's like, manuscript. Manuscript. <laughs> That's the reason that he got killed. Really? That's, you're going to die for it? That's it. Whenever I hear that question, I'm always like, I don't know, because I just like don't care about my stuff that much. Yeah, like, yeah, if you don't have actual humans that you care about or yeah. pets, it's right. like, I don't know, like maybe computer i guess my computer but like also everything i care about is probably like stored in the cloud somewhere yeah. so like whatever like, eh. yeah, unless you have something alive that you really care about it's yeah kind of really... like things are things and i can get new things <sighs> yeah. if i desperately needed to once you're a parent with multiple children and pets yeah. and like a stupid husband that is going to go back for his manuscript then you really have to start questioning yeah and every time you sacrifice that husband that husband you know He's had his time. It's enough for you. He's had his, you know, he's made his choice. Goodbye, <laughs> Mr. Ember. <laughs> uh, okay, so after uh, Sugar Daddy dies, yep. everyone loses their minds. Because it's one thing when the canary dies. It's yep. another thing when the, the guy who financed the entire trip. And he went there. And he was there. Yeah. He was like the second person into the tomb. Right. It's not good. And everyone kind of loses their minds. Yeah. Uh, everyone gets really paranoid, like uh, Benito Mussolini, mm-hmm. you may have heard of from his work in Italian fascism. <laughs> what? Uh, ordered his personal Egyptian mummy that he'd received as a gift to be thrown out of his house. He's like, get it away from me. He was a very superstitious Your man. personal Egyptian <laughs> mummy. It was a gift. I don't know who from. I'd be curious to find out. This is why. This is why. Yeah. Yeah, the mummy was the bad thing. Yeah. Well, I'm saying this is why I don't like Egyptologists. This is why... Oh, because I'm, like this, this like severe amount of fetishizing their dead so is like, be like so gross. This is why I don't like Italian fascists. I mean that too. I mean fair. <laughs> but I'm like, because I'm like, why is it different than other cultures? I'm like, because we're not holding other dead people. We're not like, yeah. It's like, kind of it's like, like what? What do people like get obsessed about with China? It's like vases, I guess. Yeah, vase, F- spices, vases. <laughs> You know, it's like, what What are people obsessed with, like, in the Middle East? Like, rugs? The rugs They're not like, can good. I dig up all your dead people and put them in my house? Give as a gift to a right. fascist dictator? Do you like, have any no. dead people that I can own? No. Excuse me? What? No. What is wrong with you? No. And it's not like other cultures don't bury dead, like, uh, you know, leaders in fantastic ways. Mm-hmm. 
you know, like Egypt's yeah. not the only place. Yeah. And yet, and yeah, and yet. people don't own Chinese emperors. <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh, uh, why would you do that? It's terrible. Don't do that. They don't just have them in their house. So, uh, a, an old friend of ours from a past episode, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Hi. Who is famously very scientific and logical. <laughs> I'm lying. He's a moron. <laughs> it's incredible that he's like, writes, like, wh- who people believe is like kind of the most logical, like, intelligent character mm-hmm. in history. And he's such a freaking, he's like, like listen, mystical doofus. Fairies are real. <laughs> I saw the pictures. And they're like, this is how we faked it. He's like, no, it is real. No, it's real. Stop lying. Also, Lord Carnarvon was attacked by spirits put on the tomb by Tut's priests. It's all real. Like, how is he writing? How are you? How is this not in his writing? <laughs> yeah. How is Sherlock not being like, it's spirits attacked him? Sherlock's based on someone completely different. Yeah, yeah. I just, it's like, there's a reason why none of his other works are as famous. Right. It's because he's a doofus. Uh, someone remembered uh, Carnarvon going into the tomb laughing, having a good time, and everyone's high Ooh. spirits. Um, and they remember turning to a reporter and being like, I give him six weeks. Oh. Be like real dark about it. Whoa. Uh, people- I just want to start <laughs> saying that about anybody. <laughs> I just see I just see a random person as soon as they leave. I'm like, yeah. And as soon as they leave, I just turned it like whoever's next to you, like, I'll give them six weeks. You're at like the gas pump. Yeah. Someone drives up. You just turn to the person on the opposite side like, I give them six it's weeks. It's like, what does that mean? Why? Are you, who are you? <laughs> like, do you mean like death or like uh, his job? Like, or what? Six weeks until... Uh, people people got real excited as well uh-huh. because when they did the first autopsy on uh, Tut's body, he had like a little cut on his cheek. And they're like, oh, the cut on the cheek. Oh, it came back. It's like the Lord Carnivore. <laughs> a uh, next death, a friend of Howard Carter, Sir Bruce Ingham, mm. uh, received a paperweight made of mummified hand with its wrist adorned with a scarab bracelet with a little <sighs> curse on it. Again, the fetishizing. It's so gross. <laughs> it's like, whose hand is this? Like, why are you doing, what? Imagine if they were doing this with people from their country. Yeah. <laughs> Like bog bodies, and they actually, I wouldn't put it past them to do bog no, bodies. But like that, like that people in their, you know, that if some people were doing that in their collective, mm-hmm. other people would be like, "That's a problem. This yeah. is disgusting. What are you doing? <laughs> Maybe don't." Whereas this is like, "Oh my gosh, how cool!" And it's like, "No, and we've talked it's to not cool." <laughs> like before, Egyptology is a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like early modern. Renaissance, even like Middle Ages. Yeah, uh, people are shipping mummy to Europe to be used as medicine. Like they're actually yeah. eating them. Right. Uh, so, in a way, paperweight is like they they're really pulling back on the reins of what they're doing with yeah. Egypt's stuff. But it's like it, it's not their own stuff. It's they wouldn't do st- that with their own stuff. It's not your stuff. You know, like. They wouldn't dig up like Charles the first and be like, it's just mummified what hand. If, what if but you also they dug don't mummify up Victorian made her into a paperweight. Right. First of all, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, very disrespectful, don't do that. Yeah, terrible. They would be very upset. Right. If you dug up Vicky. They'd be like, How dare you do that? That's our leader. And I'm like, Yeah, exactly. Uh, so on 
on on the good side, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, the little curse is, Cursed be he who moves my body. To him shall come fire, water, and pestilence. In 1925-ish, soon mm-hmm. after he got that gift, his house burned down. Awesome. He rebuilds it, and then it's destroyed in a flood. Awesome. <laughs> it's like, and then he throws that hand into the Thames. He's like, I'm done. And then he gets diseased. <laughs> and then he dies of pestilence. I don't know what right. happened. Uh, but a wealthy American, George J. Gold, visited the tomb, got sick afterwards, never recovered, died in a couple months. People just be having a bad time. Sometimes you just get sick, though. Like Lord Carnarvon's half-brother, mm. who had been slowly going blind for a lot of his life. Yeah. His doctor's like, maybe it's because all of your teeth are rotten <laughs> inside of your face. Should we yeah. get, Maybe we should get rid of those. You and know he, the teeth-eye connection. Uh, and he agreed, so they had all of them pulled out. He died of sepsis five months after that. Oh, no, five months after the death of his brother. Sure. Uh, which means, like, he probably died immediately after pulling all those rotten teeth. Right. Was I mean, did he go? I don't think so. He was just related They're to... Like, He's his half-brother. Half-brother, <laughs> yeah. It's like my second cousin... Wife's, you know, yeah. brother Stephen. <laughs> yeah. No, it's his half brother. Did you know he's so close? Did you know he died? The Egyptian curse knows. <laughs> it knows. Maybe one of the saddest ones. Uh, British archaeologist uh, Hugh Evelyn White visited the tomb mm. as well and maybe helped excavate. He hung himself in. 1924, and wrote a note, I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. Uh, okay. Which is kind of sad because part of me thinks that he wasn't talking about the mummy's curse. No, he's just talking, of course not. He's talking about his depression. Yes. Uh, which is very sad. He's just writing it poetically, and then, mm-hmm. but then everyone's like, oh, the curse. It's the curse. He knew, which is so Hi. annoying. Let's see. A man named Richard Bethel, who was Lord Carnarvon's secretary and the first person behind him to go in, died in 29 under very suspicious circumstances, Mm. sort of smothered to death in a gentleman's club. Oh. Uh, Awesome. So it's like, first of all, (laughs) awesome. Uh, Newspapers suggested uh, there was a connection to the curse and mentioned uh, there was also a series of mysterious fires at his home where he kept all of his trinkets from the excavation. Hmm. Very gross. Uh, A.C. Mace, a member of Carter's excavation team, died in 28 from arsenic poisoning. Uh, arsenic poisoning. Mm-hmm. A radiologist, uh, Sir Archibald Douglas Reed, did x-rays of Tut before the mummy was handed over to museum authorities. He got sick the next day, died three days later. Nice. From what? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. The curse. You know, mystery disease. Uh, Carter himself didn't believe in the curse because he started the rumors. Mm-hmm. Probably. Uh, but it's still going to get you. And he, yeah, he passed away at the age of 64 of lymphoma ah. in 1939. And, uh, of course, people are like, the curse strikes again. It's happened. Still happening. Like 14 years later when he dies of a disease we know about. And as a, a final note, uh, uh, people try to find some, like, science reason why the curse might be real. Like, it's mold or, mm-hmm. you know, some fume yeah. in the tomb. Uh, fume in the tomb. Fume in the tomb. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Um, which no one 
it doesn't seem to be like a whole lot of evidence for they that. Die not from a, such a weird thing. Every, it's, it's not so, the same thing. It's so different. And also, like the number of people who died, not statistically significant. I have a way better theory. Uh, but the one I had never heard of, mm-hmm. which I think is just hilarious. I can't find any good sources for it, but it is wildly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is a. I say this loosely, a historian uh-huh. gave a fringe theory that Alistair Crowley, uh, okay. Egypt weeaboo and garden variety Satanist, yeah. uh, was so upset over the dig and the tomb being desecrated uh-huh. that he went around and se- was serial killing all of this these people. This is my theory. Yeah. Not about <laughs> Alistair Crowley specifically. It's so but much I was like, that's fun. a person. Like yeah, smothered arsenic poisoning, house fires, like mysterious fire. Every everybody's house is burning down. So the curse is actually just Crowley going around killing people. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Which is I was about uh, to say I'm going to write this novel. Don't steal my idea, and then he stole my idea before I could even <laughs> think of it. Uh, but yeah, you sh- I mean, it's not going to be Alistair Crowley though. Ew, ew. It's going to be an Egyptian person. <laughs> I mean, Obviously. how fun, though. And that's uh, that's my topics. I don't think nice. all these dead Egyptologists deserve a whole episode, but it is very funny. Yes, I agree. And I like it. And then dead people loving ferns. It was a good time. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to say Haley's wearing her, uh, her, her leaf shirt. Oh, yeah. I have a leaf shirt from one of my past jobs. Yes. Which I, I don't think it was intentional that no. you were wearing that, but I noticed while you were talking, I was like, oh, you have a leaf shirt on. I know, honestly, I have family coming to visit, and I need to put on something that isn't pajamas. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed. Oh. Oh. All right. Thank you for the listening, cur- everybody. <laughs> I have to leave that in. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope uh, you enjoyed having a break from Josiah. We all needed it. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. If there's anything we need, it's a break from that man. Uh, I'm going to try to wrap it up in the next few episodes, <laughs> but... Uh, People are like, few episodes. We'll be back. It's going to be at least two. <laughs> like four more episodes of no, this no, no, man. No, 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 no. No. I mean, I'm tired. You're tired. Everybody's tired. <laughs> Everyone just wants him to die. Shenanigans. Just, just let like, it die. Who, who, how does he die? Get him out of here. Okay, but how does he die? Uh, but th- thank you for sticking with us. It's been... It's been nice to have a series to be able to do while we're doing while the pandemic's going on because then we yeah. don't have to spend you know as much intense time like trying to look stuff up and do things especially because we don't have access to libraries right now mm-hmm. and I have a whole bunch of books in my room but like it, that it's like only this yeah. and I can't expand if I need to on something yeah we're tired so. and stressed and you're tired and stressed and we're right. just you know, doing, we're all just doing our best. So. Just doing our best. This might not be our most amazing episodes necessarily, but <laughs> hopefully you still enjoy them. Yeah, there's first still of, some fun in there. First of all, awesome. <laughs> Second of all, sad. <laughs> Second, sad. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail dot com. We'll take suggestions. We'll take fern hunting pictures. <laughs> we'll take uh, just pictures of ferns in general. Whatever yeah. you want. Do you have ferns? Yeah. Do you keep ferns? That'd be cool. Do you have a mummified hand? Don't. Don't? It's I have a real problem with it. I have it. A, a chicken hand. I don't think it's mummified, That's, though. I don't even care. I think it's just dried. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, if it's a mummified person hand, <laughs> don't have it. Is it a human? Don't have human remains. It's really gross. Really weird. Uh... And you could leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher <laughs> and other places. We're going to get a uh, review. It's like, I have a mummy and I don't like how they talked about me. How dare they? 
hate on me. My culture is owning other cultures' people. <laughs> you are hating. How dare. Um, uh, yeah, but thanks for listening. <laughs> and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye, baby.